Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? BC here. Welcome back to another episode of Supreme Being. We're here. Huge shout out to Team BC. We have a investment side. We have the regular traditional side. If you guys are interested in joining our booming team, you can contact me or go to jointeambc.com. Shout out to Modern Success, my coaching program. You guys are killing it. BrianCasella.com to sign up for that or check out anything else that I have to offer, including my products, courses, events, and all that fun stuff. All right, let's get into it. Been learning a lot lately, right? Even uh, now that I'm growing my hair out, I've been learning a lot about hair and hair types and that kind of stuff. And one thing I learned is combing towards your hair pattern. So as you can see on camera, if you're looking, if my hair is hydrated and I comb it correctly, right? And it's untangled and, and healthy, I actually have pretty wavy hair, right? What I've been finding out though, is I've been combing my hair the wrong way. So when you comb your hair the wrong way, it tends to kind of dull your hair, make it frizzy, and have a lot of the issues that I've been having with it, right? On top of me sweating profusely so much, but that's just a random fact, all right? Name of the podcast, Be Your Own Cheerleader. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this to you because, and as I say this episode, this is not a dig at anybody, right? Because sometimes when this subject comes up, people from your family or friendship circle sometimes get upset because they think you're dogging them. I'm not my parents don't even listen to my podcast, nor does anybody close to me as far as like family. I don't think most of my family doesn't even understand English. So I don't have to worry about that in a sense. But I'm just saying this in general, because I'm not dogging anybody when I say this. And I'll explain why um, in a second. But when I started, forget even real estate, basketball, very few people supported me on my basketball journey. I made it very far. I was basically one step below the NBA, played overseas, played in college, right? All that fun stuff. Okay, I'm not going to bore you with that. Now you step into real estate, entrepreneurship, video, social media. I, to this day, I remember asking my parents a couple of years ago, did you think I was going to be this successful? And they basically said, hell no, especially not this quickly. So when I say be your own cheerleader, I mean this, do not seek any validation or require any support outside of you. The way you need to frame it from the beginning, and we're going to break this down, is anything that I receive outside of me is a bonus. It's the sprinkle on top. It's the little extra. It's as if I bought a meal and I supersized it, right? Even though I hate fast food, it's a reference everybody understands, right? I just supersized it. I just got the sprinkle on top, right? I just got a bonus that I wasn't expecting, okay? That's how you need to frame the stuff. Why? Number one, you're violating a universal principle if you expect and feel like you require something outside of you, all right? Now, we're going to break this down later too, right? Because, of course, I'm going to recommend you have a mentor, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking specifically about you, your process, your sanity, and being able to make a decision, move forward with it, and commit to it. Nothing outside of you. You may have influences, but that's okay. But the final decision that you make and going along, all the emotional support and everything else, first and foremost, has to start and end with you. Anything you receive on top of that, again, has to be understood and accepted as a bonus, not a requirement. Why am I saying this to begin? Because this eliminates the question, Brian, or so-and-so, how come nobody supports me? Nobody understands this and that, okay? Now, I want to attack the thought process first before we get into that specifically right? Because we have this like wanting to be understood. We want people to support us, right? So the first part kind of handle that, but why is it so difficult for people in our circle, right? Family, friends, or whoever to even support us or 
get a grasp on what we're doing. Here's why you struggle so much with that. And all of us do, right? It's this, you need to understand in many cases, and I'm assuming this is you because it was for me and for most people, you're doing something that is deviating from the normal path of you, your friends, and your family, right? I guarantee you all of you listening to me are not sixth generation entrepreneurs being handed a, a Fortune 500 company down to you from your father or your grandfather, right? You're not coming from an economically privileged situation or an entrepreneurially um, privileged situation. You're probably like me, first person in your bloodline or in your ancestry to do something entrepreneur, break away from a nine to five, right? Basically take the risk. So by virtue of that, by virtue of that, you need to understand that the concept and the idea of what you're about to embark on is a foreign concept and idea to these people. Meaning if something is foreign or unknown to somebody, right? We innately as human beings fear the unknown. We fear what is mysterious. We at least hesitate and our antennas go up and we're like, whoa, right? At the very least, very few people are just like, yeah, throw me in there. Most people, virtually everybody's going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa slow down. What, what's over there? Uh, tell me about it, right? I don't want to just jump in there. So by virtue of it being a foreign, unknown, mysterious question mark, of course, of course, they're going to be like, what? Now, throw on top of that, that you're a friend, you're a family member, okay? What, what do they do? In what their mind, this isn't everybody, right? But most of them, and, and what their mind seems crazy. Again, remember, they don't see what you see. So to them, it's crazy. It's unheard of in order as a mechanism for them to protect you, protect your ego and what they perceive to be an imminent failure for you, they try to talk you out of it. Now, some people are spiteful, they're jealous. I'm not talking about them, but the vast majority have good hearts, right? They're not bad people. They're just protecting you because of course they're like, well, I know 10 entrepreneurs and all of them failed, right? And they think you're just gonna follow suit because statistics are on their side. I will have to agree. We know that most people fail in real estate, sales, anything entrepreneurial. What is it? After two or three years, like 92% of small businesses are already out of business. And like out of the 10 or 8% that remain, only like 5 or 10% are profitable or 20% or something like that, right? I don't know all the statistics, but in essence, the statistics are against us, period. So they have that, right? But you have to catch what I said. It's coming from a good place. But the first piece that I told you, they can't even conceptualize this idea. It's not even in the realm of possibilities. By virtue of that, how could they sit there and support your decision? To them, you're staring at a, I don't know, an abyss and you're saying, I'm going head first. And even if you know what's in there and you have a map for it, they look at it and they're like, yo, that's like jumping into a black hole. What are you doing? So of course they're going to say, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't jump. Don't go. Stay here. You have to get that. Just understanding this first piece eliminates, it should, at least in your mind, from a logical standpoint, this need to figure that part out. Like, why don't people support me? How come nobody's cheering for me, right? Because that has to be taken out of the equation immediately. Why? That's another thing you're putting on your plate unnecessarily that takes away from your energy, your focus, and your ability to get ahead in what it is that you're going to do. Again, let's build on this. Step two, you understood what's in step one. You're doing something brand new. Therefore, 
again, you're stepping into it. The current level of reality that you're in, nothing is going to go with you to level two. The level of advice, the people, the environment, the habits, the thought processes, and all that will be phased out. So stepping into this new thing now, not only is it unknown, but now you're shattering your previous reality, entering into like a new paradigm. That can be daunting for a lot of people. You're like, yo, I'm used to like, as an example, somebody gets into sales and they, and they become an entrepreneur. Well, I'm used to just like not talking to anybody. Well, you can't do that shit anymore. Knock, knock, motherfucker, wake up. You're going to have to start talking to people and promoting your business because now you're the brand, right? Well, I'm not used to dealing with people and their emotions or I'm hot-headed. Well, guess what? You can't be hot-headed when you're doing sales. You're not going to last very long, right? All these things suddenly get slapped into you and you're like, whoa. And now you have to do it. The understanding in step one, step two now, I need to morph and evolve. It's almost like the, the caterpillar going into a cocoon and then emerging as the butterfly. You're now in the phase of going into the cocoon, right? So that caterpillar has to understand that it's going to have to stay still because it's going through a transformation, paradigm shift, change. So that shatters your current reality. Meaning you may stop talking to certain people, new friendships, right? New habits, new places that you go to, new circles of people, new interests of things that you get. I mean, you dress differently, you talk differently, you walk differently, everything starts changing, right? Now, while you're doing that now, you, you're not going to, miss out on the first element because now everybody that you left behind or the people who didn't support you now continuously throw stuff at you. You're not the same. You're changing. So that dynamic with them keeps changing, but it's still what would be negative. It's not supportive because again, it doesn't connect or understand what you're doing. You've been a certain way and fit a certain role in their life. Now that's changing. That's different to them. Of course, they're going to respond how they respond. They don't know any other way to respond. But if you're still stuck on wanting them to support you or understand you, you're going to be fighting this never-ending losing battle that you're never going to win, which is why I keep bringing it to your attention, okay? That dynamic is always going to be there. Now, eventually, that polarity flips from hate, non-support, criticism to admiration, right? But we'll cover that later. But that's going to be there, right? Every step of the way. Now, when that paradigm shifts later, everybody leaves you alone, which is the phase that I'm in, which is awesome. Awesome. Okay. But after that step two, now you start doing it. Guess what? Every step of that way so far, even if it's only one or two steps, you're alone, right? Even as you start acquiring new friends, new support, right? You went from changing and now in step two, let's say you subscribe to a coaching program, whatever, right? Anything, any iteration of that you're around new people, you're going to new events, you're still technically, again, when you come back to home base, when you do your day-to-day -day activities, the majority of that time, you are still by yourself or exclusively with your little team or partner or whatever. But in most cases, you're by yourself, right? And you're still by yourself, meaning you have to be cheering every step of the way. Now, before we continue on that path, I want to say this. There's a dynamic that needs to be understood by individuals and this has to be at the top of your mind. You, you may have heard me speak about it before, but now it is extremely relevant with this subject. Many of you are master critiquers of yourself. You're like the little rotten tomatoes, little movie critic thing, right? You're a grand master at picking yourself apart. However, most of you are absolute amateur rookies at giving yourself any damn credit. 
You never speak highly to yourself. You never congratulate yourself. You never tell yourself that you love yourself. You never say good job. You never give yourself a hug. You never pat yourself on the back, but you will shit on yourself all fucking day. Why? Now I understand society perpetuates that because they reward the people who critique themselves and clap and they shun the people who support themselves. And I get clowned. I used to not anymore for liking my own posts on social media. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course, I'm going to like my own posts. It's my own shit. The fuck is wrong with that? Now, as soon as I started saying that, all those motherfuckers ran away because I stood for that. I was like, of course, I support myself. I should and always have to be my number one fan and cheerleader. Of course. How could I not view myself in the highest esteem? If someone else thinks more highly of you than you think of yourself, my friends, that is wrong. That's what I will attack. This whole be humble shit, all that shit is a fucking psychological operation to keep you shitting in yourself and staying in the ditch. Because there's a clear distinction here between supporting yourself and being delusional. Even a fucking three-year-old, five-year-old knows that, okay? There's no mistaking that. If I give myself credit or pat myself on the back, it's for doing what I said I was going to do and for things that I've accomplished. Nothing more. So that needs to be understood. So you need to put that back in balance and make that a focus after listening to this podcast. Are you actually giving yourself credit? Are you? Is it a part of your actual routine? Do you do it when you journal? I mean, are you actually taking time every single day to say, I love myself. I'm doing a good job. Great job. You nailed that one. Damn, you got the scripts right. Hell yeah, dude, you're a badass. Are you doing that or any variation of that? However you say it. Are you? Because my, my estimation, my guess is hell no. Or if you do do it, it's like once a month, yet a hundred times a day, you shit on yourself. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm lazy. I'm an introvert. I'm shy. I don't talk. You do that to yourself 24 fucking seven. And you don't have to tell me that you do. You do. I know it. I hear it. And I see it around me 24 seven. Even if you don't say it, how you've been living your life indicates to me that you speak to yourself in that manner, in that debilitating manner. At the very least, make it even shit on yourself an hour a day and praise yourself an hour a day. At least let's get this thing back in balance. Then we can tip the scales to having a more positive and empowering self-talk not delusional bullshit, empowering self-talk, right? Flip that, flip it and start working on it because, because when we go back to the first thing that I was talking about, the step one and the step two, right? You're going to be alone a lot of the time. And there's going to be, of course, as you're ascending, as you're growing your business and doing your thing, a tremendous amount of challenges and obstacles that you hear me talk about and everybody talk about. You're going to be faced with them. Now, what's going to give you the emotional fortitude and balls and confidence and the ability to persist and stay disciplined when everything is stacked against you, your own self-talk. Because when you look behind you, you see yourself cheering going, yeah, man. And that's that one fan that you fucking need when you're about to break and you're about to give up. It's yourself, not me, not anybody else. Because, you know, damn well, I'm cheering for you, too. But I'm over in the other stands. I'm not right behind you when you look. I'm somewhere else in the other stands. You are in the front row seat VIP section. So when you look back, you're either looking at yourself or nobody or whoever you designate there. And if you put the wrong people there, you're fucked. Because let me tell you. You're putting people who have no business being there who talk you out of it. They're like, give up. And you're like, okay. And then you suffer and you wonder why. But you got to be your own cheerleader, man. 
that's what gets you to that second phase to now going from second to the third step, which is I'm doing it right now. I'm getting a little bit of momentum. Maybe I've seen a little bit of results. Now it's time to buckle down, shift into second and then third gear and really push because now at least I'm starting to get a little bit of momentum. The snowball is getting a little bit bigger because it's going down the hill. And now you're already in a rhythm if you've been supporting yourself and being a cheerleader, right? Now other people start to come. Now that shift of the other people in the beginning who were doubting you or talking down to you, suddenly maybe they're not admiring you yet, but they're like, hmm, you know what, dude? You've been consistent. You've been calling me once a month talking about your business. That's cool. So they're not quite admiring it and complimenting you, but they're at least acknowledging your process, your consistency, your discipline. It's not quite admiration or praise yet. It's, I see you. Cool. Okay. Understood. Respect. That's where it's at. That's where it starts shifting. Then it goes to, wow, you're so consistent. I'm proud of you, blah, blah, blah. Right. That's the admiration that comes maybe in step four and five, or maybe even later in some cases, right? Because some people hate to see you succeed, unfortunately. However, when you detach, like I described in the first part, all of that is irrelevant because this is another dynamic within this that you have to get. Okay. There's the praise and there's the hate. There's the criticism, right? And there's the support. You need to be impartial to both. Two sides of the same coin, my friends. Meaning to the degree that I indulge in praise, right? or criticism and jump in it and complain about it and let it affect me, blah, 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 to the degree that you get pulled or that you're attracted to one, to that same degree, the other one will affect you. You can't grab praise and gloat in it and then be immune to hate. They're the same dynamic, just opposite poles. Understand this, my friends. Universal principle and law, okay? So when people talk about detachment, Staying grounded, this is what they mean. The pendulum does not swing. It stays very close to the middle with only a slight sway because no one's perfectly still. You're going to deviate a little bit to each side. But if somebody praises me, I'm not going to bask in it and be like, yo, come on, praise me some more. Because then when the hate comes, it's going to sting that much more. And this is why, right? If I... And the number one critiquer that I respect the most, but also the number one cheerleader and praiser of myself, the other ones aren't really as important. This is what allows me, right, to get stupid YouTube comments and laugh at it, right? Let me listen to one from a hater. I'm not here to be understood. I'm just here to ask BC why he is vaccine hesitant and how many times he caught the vid, COVID. This guy is looking more and more like an ICU patient as each day passes, parentheses, first, by the way indicating that he's the first comment, right? Now that's a guy who talks shit all the time. I just laugh, right? Now, if I indulged in praise a lot, let it feed my ego, comments like that would destroy me. Now, I don't think anybody should be commenting like that on somebody, but I can look at that and laugh and actually feel bad for that person. I can break down what they said logically, it makes no sense, it's stupid, right? But I can read that and it doesn't affect me. I can read that a hundred times. Zero effect on me. Wasn't like that before, but I understand these dynamics that I'm discussing tonight with you. You have to master these things, ladies and gentlemen. That way, something like that, which is a regular occurrence once you start succeeding, whether it's people close to you or strangers online. All right. So end it here. May continue it. Let me know what you think. DM me, leave a comment. 
and we'll talk. All right. BrianCasella.com for coaching. Anything else that you guys want to see, join Team BC or messaging me if you want to join my real estate team, whether on the investment side or the traditional side. That's it for this episode. We'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.